love you. I gotta get my rocking chair in there. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think we'll get that out in the background. Oh, <laughs> man. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. We got a very exciting episodes. Another potato pick. Oh, yeah. This is a potato pick. Yeah. I am the green traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> and I am the face of Leone. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh uh, we're together again in the same room. Yeah, it's uh, nice. For similar reasons. The nice. exact reasons that we did this the last time. Internet issues. So. <laughs> Excuse me. You're excused, you sick fuck. <laughs> How dare you have normally bodily functions. Normally bodily. Normal normally bodily. Normal bodily, bodily functions. Probably definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's a fun one, though. We uh, we don't have a, a Del McCallahan victory today. We have a... Uh, was this Don? This is Don and Mike. Don yeah. and Mike. Yes, thank yeah. you, Don and Mike. We have uh, a Dennis Quaid actor spotlight, uh, which actually I'm, I'm going to... We haven't talked about this uh, yet, but I wanted to find what the actor spotlight means. I want us to do this sure. right here and okay. now. Is it when at the end, when we choose the film that wins, Yeah, are we choosing the best film? Are we choosing right. the best film to spotlight the actor? Or is it even a contest? Sometimes it is. And this one it is. This, okay. For this, me it is. I see. All right. Um, well. And that's why that's why it's the first time where I'm going to have to define it, I guess, because it's. Okay. We got to We got to break this down. Um, so here you are. You're, you're getting back scene, backstage view of this show. That's right. We are here doing the hard maths. I've got my graphing calculator. Good, good. I got my abacai. Abacus. Your abacus? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you got two of them, it might be abacai. <laughs> I do have two of them, but I'll only use one. Okay, good. Um, you got a piece of paper, so you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> None of this is going to be picked up on okay, audio. Okay, so I, I the feel actor like your spotlight. If it's a contest, if it's a contest, then I feel like. I think it has to go to the one that showcases the actor best. The best, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because it's like so. so it. So let's let's dive on in here. The uh, Don and Mike, thank you for the potato pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they chose Inner Space and The Parent Trap. Um, I have seen The Parent Trap many fucking times. I love this movie. Yeah, as yeah, a kid, I think tough. I snuck it a lot. I think I was. Uh, I'm pretty sure we watched. I watched it with my brother, but I don't know if we watched it a lot or if I just snuck it because I was like, I shouldn't be watching this because it's you know it's more geared towards women, uh, oh, the, the younger the younger girl crowd. I mean, honestly, I feel <laughs> I feel like I never actually cared honestly until I became more of an adult right. because now that I'm thinking about it. I read Mary Kate and Ashley everywhere I went. And like I watched them, I played I played their video games. They had they had game uh, they had Game Boy video games, and yeah. I would play the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen video game. And then like also you know I watched what was it Hannah Montana? Is that the Miley, Miley Cyrus? Yeah, that's Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. So I watched that. I did watch iCarly. Watch I love. I that did shit. like iCarly was legit a pretty good program. Yeah. Kim Possible. I watched oh, Kim Possible. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that on. show. Yeah. So I feel like all right. I feel like. That we had been lied to so much that we put that on those programs ourselves. There is nothing yeah. in 
And most of them that are all that inherently girly. No, not really. I mean, a lot of them were probably show ran. (laughs) Were probably show ran. I always do that. I always like, I I have to contradict everything I'm saying. It's like, it was 100% most likely. (laughs) But no, a lot of them were show, uh, show run by white men. Like iCarly, Dan Schneider, the, just Google yeah. them. There's some there's some disturbing things there. The dude definitely has a fucking foot fetish. Yeah. That's very prevalent in iCarly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah there's, there's some issues. It with the strangeness of the show. I, I didn't question it at all as a kid. Right. I was Not like, yeah, all. this is so goofy and funny. And then I watched it when I was going into college. Yes, I still watched iCarly when I went to college. Go fuck yourself. You can make fun of me in the comments. Hey, you know what? We were... Uh, it was still on, wasn't it? Yeah, it was still on. Yeah. I was still watching it. I was like, there's a new episode of my Carly out today. I gotta go watch it. I'm skipping calculus. <laughs> oh, man. I skipped infinite math too many times. Oh, man. I, I went to like maybe... Finite. Yeah. No, not infinite. Finite. Finite. <laughs> infinite math. <laughs> I'd skip that too. <laughs> this is too trippy, man. I can't do it. Uh, Earth's weed isn't good enough for this stuff. <laughs> Oh man, but no, uh, uh, yeah. When I when I was an adult watching iCarly, that was when I definitely realized I was like, mm, "There's a lot of feet in this," and yeah. uh, Dan Schneider's probably behind the camera, isn't he? Yeah. Like I'm hearing some, some licking sounds. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Closer uh, angle. Inner space. Oh. <laughs> Closer. <laughs> <angle>. <laughs> yeah, Dan Schneider got inner space way too fucking much. <laughs> Shit. Dan Schneider, don't sue us. <laughs> this is all out of comedy. I'm just yeah, joking. Yeah, you yeah. are 100% not a, uh, a sick, weird individual. He'll never hear this. Yeah, or we could just cut that part. No, I'm keeping it all. Uh, it, but if you want to, before we talk these films, but if you want to uh, be a part of the next Potato Pick, we do this every first Thursday of the month. Um, you can just go down to patreon.com slash green and faceless. There is a specific tier you have to pay, but that will allow you to... Uh, to submit your suggestions for what we watch. Um, That's right. Yeah. But every patron gets to vote on what we watch. Yes. This episode. Even the uh, even the lowest tier patron. No, but not those not those who are not part of our Patreon. If you're if you're a, if you're a freelancing potato out there, I love you. Thank you for being here. We'll always do the show for free, but you can't vote. <laughs> That seems wrong, I know, but hey, you know, we gotta make a living. So, <laughs> and the living we're making sucks right now. Yeah, but everybody understands that. I, I do think so. But hey, for a quarter of a show, you could support us. That's true. That's yeah. true. But with uh, with this potato pick, let's start with Inner Space. I read the uh, I read the synopsis of Inner Space when uh, I saw it was part of the picks, uh-huh. and I was like, I've never heard of this movie. And I, I read the the brief like two two sentence like whatever it's called logline, and I was just like, one hundred percent down. It sounded hilarious. It, it just sounded like it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. I was honestly expecting a slow sci-fi. I did not Same. see anything about comedy. Yeah, on, uh, yeah, I didn't. I did not see well, much. Okay, I say that, but in uh, <clears throat> the suggestion, they did call it Dennis Quaid attempted comedy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's great. I, I didn't see that. That's great. Uh, it is. It yeah. is. Kind of an attempt at comedy at times. <laughs> <laughs> this, it, no, this is hilarious. It I is think. hilarious. There are moments. So, uh, 
But, uh, man, I don't want to, like, dive into it before we synopsize, but I will say that the first, like, 30 minutes, I still didn't know that it was a comic. I had no idea. No. Yeah. They, they, it looked like they took it seriously up to that point. Yeah. And then uh, they went and tested it, and they're like, people don't get this, and they they don't. Like, it felt like that there was a good, there was a, there was like a 2000 Space Odyssey movie that was inside the body. Oh, okay. Like, like, uh, I won't agree with this. <laughs> no, no, like just some of the graphics. That, yeah, yeah. There, like, there was a boldness. Like, yes. Yeah. There was like like when it, when he's first inside where where they got the fat cells. I thought that yeah. was a pretty good. That's fair. Uh, Production. Yeah. The 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 visual effects definitely. Yeah. 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 That's what I I felt like. Like that's what they were going for. Not right. that it was going to be that caliber. <laughs> no, I was going to say. I was like, There's nothing about this movie that signifies epic. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I meant I meant on the visual aspect. I guess just maybe. yeah. That's fair. Uh, but like going into this, I didn't know anything except for those two like sentences. I didn't. I only knew Dennis Quaid was in it. Those two sentences. I didn't read the director. I didn't read any of that stuff. But uh, it's it's a. Uh, once it starts, once it immediately starts, there's a certain thing that made me realize, okay, I'm in for an actual adventure. Where I was like, I actually started getting excited, and that's when Amblin, Amblin Production, whatever it's called. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. it's Steven Spielberg's here. I can look it up. Amblin Productions. Amblin Films. Entertainment. Amblin Shout Entertainment. Okay, that's what it was. Amblin Entertainment popped up, and I was immediately just like, oh. Steven Spielberg is part of this. I know that. So that made it a little exciting. I'm, yeah. I've, I've kind of gone out the wayside with Steven Spielberg the past few years. Not that he's a bad director; he's still amazing. It's just I I don't know. I, I don't it, I don't worship him like feel I used to. New anymore? I think that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, because it's like when I was a kid watching Steven Spielberg films with my dad was great. That was an exciting yeah. thing. Uh, and well, everyone's Steven Spielberg now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. But it, yeah, I don't know. He just, he paved the way for so much, and it was like you know watching Jaws, watching Indiana Jones, watching. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one that I watched with my dad. But I mean, those specifically, like Indiana Jones, that was an experience. That was so much fun. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then so like seeing that he was a part of this, and it popped up right after that, saying he was just an executive producer. I was just like, ooh, okay, yeah, you know, okay. fine, all right, all right, all right. I never gave him. <laughs> props as an executive producer when i was studying this i found out that the real director uh joe dante who is the uh, directed interspace and also gremlins one and two which are another mainstay of my childhood <laughs> i've uh, never seen the second one really it's so much fun never. it's so much fun when i saw his joe dante i, I looked, looked looked a little more into it because i like joe dante he's a good he's a good fun director and he mentioned about interspace that steven spielberg is the best possible producer to have because he's a filmmaker he gives you the equipment you need, the tools you need, and the advice you need when you want it, Excuse and allows you to just go. He doesn't yeah. step in and be like, "No, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta change this, you gotta change this." No, 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 people won't like this. You know, he doesn't do that, or at least he didn't back in the eighties. I don't know if he still is like that. But like, you know, that's what Joe Dante said was like they had just the freedom to do whatever the fuck they wanted, and so what they did was this ridiculous, stupid, crazy comedy that's just kind of just dumb. And it's fun dumb. It is very fun dumb. Um, it also, at some points, feels like it's taking itself too seriously. Do you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, especially, but, so at, the especially at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, it it is really strange. It just because that's why I'm I'm saying it feels like they did this like long 
movie about this guy just going through this, trying to survive this person's body when he wasn't supposed to be in there. Yeah. And then they tested it and it was not good. And then they hired Martin Short. That's what it feels like to me. I can I can respect that. I don't think that's what happened. But like I yeah, definitely. The, the I just feel like it's more along the lines of that first thirty minutes. They're like, we just kind of want to trick people. Yeah, we just want them to think this is going to be like a kind of poor budget uh, sci-fi. Yeah. And like, it, it's not a poor budget. It's pretty pretty. I mean, twenty seven million for back then. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of light, I guess. I don't know, it, I but mean, it's still they used it. They used it. It's pretty good. So I'll I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll well, let's dive into it. Let's dive let's into synopsis. What's let's get, get in space. There. Let's get in there. Yeah, Dennis Quaid plays Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton. Yeah, yeah, who, that's a uh, great name. Yeah, right. <laughs> at the very beginning, you get that he is in a. Uh, um, on again, off again, kind of just like a hookup relationship with Meg Ryan's character, Lydia Maxwell. Right. Very, pretty young role for both, well, all three of yeah. the leads. Yeah, for real. And, but but Tuck is down and out. He, he's drinking constantly. He is he in the Navy? Is that what he is? Uh, no, he's, uh, he's yeah. in the, what? Navy Aviator. Okay. Navy Aviator. We got another top gun. Navy Aviator. Oh, actually, uh, speaking of Navy aviators, I got a <laughs> I got a green ketchup. I'll throw that in once we finish Inner Space, but that's just to remind myself. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you tell me about that aviator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what Tuck Pendleton is. He's just another maverick, just just another Top Gun. But uh, they he, tried to get Tom Cruise for this. I'm but... sure they did. I'm sure they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got Dennis Quaid, and he's not bad. No, he, he's got the looks. But he's 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 just kind of an ass, like like crazily. He's just an ass. Yeah. Like at the very beginning, he makes a drunk mockery of himself in front of everybody. They're all kind of like, "All right, let's toss him the fuck out," and then they right. beat him up a bit. Right. And, and then it's just like he he goes home. He kind of treats Meg Ryan or Lydia uh, Maxwell. Well, he kind of treats her like shit at times. Let's not forget that Pete Blanchard. Harold Sylvester is playing play Pete Blanchard. He jumps in and, and stops the fighting and then finishes by throwing Dennis Quaid out. Yeah. I just want to mention that because he comes back and he is supposedly important to the plot, but they don't really use it. They don't use anybody besides the main no. three, really. <laughs> and the villains. They, they use the villains. But, uh, yeah, so Tuck Pendleton, again, down and out. Navy need they're trying out this new thing. They're trying out some miniaturization. I, I stumbled yeah. the fuck over that word. Miniaturization. They miniaturize the yeah. stuff. Yeah, they they amp man ya. Yeah. And uh So they put Paul right in the machine. Yeah. <laughs> well they need they, they, they need somebody to test it on. They need somebody willing to be shrunken down to tiny microscopic size. And the their test will be to put you into a simple rabbit. And you've got to, you know, there's certain, like, you got to hook up the senses. Like, you got to be able to talk yeah. to the rabbit. There's some, yeah. there's some minor tests. I don't understand tests. why they think they can understand that the rabbit is perceiving this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way they would have known if it's working. Yeah. Like, like the, 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 I, well, okay. I assume they would have just been like, tell the rabbit to hop. And then, like, he would just tell it to hop. entirely true because they can map... The nervous system with electrical pulses. I don't know if they could do that then, but they they had the ability to miniaturize somebody. Of course, yes, they, could they do that. yeah, they should be able to. You would think, 
Uh, but to miniaturize something requires one chip. And to enlarge it requires two. That's right, right. And the chips are just tiny little cogs. Like, they're literally... Yeah. It's so funny. But, like, there's a problem. And the problem is the company, the, the whatever the government or this random company is, that's working on the miniaturization, there's a rivaling company yeah. that wants to steal their information. So they break in mid-test. I think they kill people. Or they, they just knock people out. I can't remember. But they, they break in. Uh, and to stop them from stealing, uh, the doctor, who is the doctor? Dr. Greenbush? Is that him? Was it another doctor? That might be it. Oh, oh Ozzy. It's Ozzy. Ozzy Wexler, Wexler. Played by John Hora. Yeah, he takes the syringe filled with Dennis Quaid's miniaturized ship and Dennis Quaid's miniaturized it's body. It's filled with Dennis Quaid. It's filled with Dennis Quaid, and he runs. <laughs> yes. He, he runs out of the lab, and he, he's just trying to protect their, their, their sample, their, their fucking test, as well as Dennis Quaid's life. <laughs> I just can't. I just cannot stop thinking about it. As soon as it got syringed in there, because, like, they, like, kind of give a little shimmer on a little speck of something to make you know yeah, yeah. that he's in there. But it looks like every other single bubble inside this syringe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and all I can think of is that it's just liquid quaid. That's <laughs> the whole thing. Especially because I kind of thought that the plot was going to go completely different direction. Yeah, yeah. Because of Ozzy. Ozzy, like, when this guy is putting the compu- the chips... In there, like the whole plot revolves around this chip. Guys. Yeah, it does. As he's putting the, and it, as he's putting the chip in there, he gets distracted by Ozzy because Ozzy's like, "Look at all this paperwork. <laughs> you, you didn't turn in your paperwork. Uh, do you got any other late paperwork?" And it didn't look like he quite put the the thing on there right. Right. So it, I feel like it was a perp- it was a bit of a red herring on, on purpose. But it, it definitely took me. I thought maybe they liquefied him. They thought they were going <laughs> to miniaturize him, but they liquefied him. That'd be awful. <clears throat> that would be awful. It, and I still think every time you talk about it, it's liquid quaid, and it just equates to <laughs> a sperm sample. That's all I got in my head. My only issue with all of this is that you're saying liquid quaid and not liquid just liquid. <laughs> it's just Laquaid. I wish I had a soda pop like Laquaid. Oh my gosh! There we go. Somebody tell, t- like, call up Dennis Quaid. We gotta get this. I <laughs> gotta get this going. It can be in all different flavors. <laughs> Try the different flavors. Yeah, you got. You we got, got pizza. <laughs> we got pineapple. Those are the two opposing spectrums here. <laughs> Pizza flavored soda. <laughs> uh, it could be called. Um, I'm trying to remember his all of his roles. Uh, it, it could be um, Rookie Stan's pizza flavored Laquaid. Ooh, Rookie. Yeah, going deep for the deep in the Dennis Quaid filmography there for yeah. his most treasured role, <laughs> the Rookie. I've seen that once. Yeah, it was not bad. I, I don't remember. I don't remember it. <laughs> and, and the and the because it's a baseball movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like in the in the whole uh, 
realm of baseball films, not top ten. It's this. If I'm not mistaken, it's the same um, story as Rookie of the Year. Oh man! <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that he breaks something. And then... Do they come out in the exact same year? No, <laughs> that'd no, be so no. funny. <laughs> Like it's like uh, yeah, what, what's that, the Armageddon and Deep Impact? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that um, the Rookie was a 2000s movie, and uh, Rookie of the Year was 90s because I grew up watching that. The Rookie. Oh my God, they made a TV show. What? With Nathan Fillion, that's not oh, this is a different thing. Yeah, that's not that, that's not that's not the Dennis Quaid film. Nathan Fillion's in a cop show. I think I knew that. I, I guess he Castle was kind of a cop show too, wasn't it? I was gonna say that I would watch it, but I haven't actually watched. I just love Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Nathan Fillion's fun. He's a cool dude. <clears throat> there it is. Oh, that is a 90. rookie of the year, nineteen ninety three. Oh, not that. That's rookie of the year. Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, an oldie that I remember watching a shit ton of. 2002, The Rookie. A true story about a coach who discovers that it's never too late for dreams to come true. Yeah, they're nine years apart, so they thought they could get away Dennis with it. Quaid plays destroyed rocker Jim Morrison. <laughs> ne- never made it out of the minor leagues. No, he plays Jimmy Morris. Jimmy Morris. We're not here to talk about no, Rookie. What are we doing? Uh, but but we are here to talk about Dennis yeah. Quaid. Yeah, but Inner Space, this is where it starts to get funny. I mean, it's kind of, it's starting to show its humor during the miniaturization stuff. You're starting to understand right. it's like, oh, this is a comedy. Like, there is actual, you're, you're trying for jokes. They definitely are trying. It's just a lot of the first 30 minutes are just falling flat. And I think the reason is we don't have the humor in yet, and that comes with Martin Short. <laughs> Yeah. He's introduced as a hypochondriac yeah. in the doctor's office. <laughs> He's just freaking the fuck out I about think everything. That's Doctor Green. I think you're right, it's William. William Shallot. 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 What's a shallot? Uh, it's his best friend and doctor, Doctor Greenbush. Doctor Greenbush. Uh, they are introduced in the same scene. Uh, He's like, when you come in for your weekly examination, yeah. it's the highlight of my. Hey, I'll be, I'll be one hundred percent honest. Uh, when I, I had my first surgery, just like three or four years ago, and it turned me into a hypochondriac. Like oh, after sure. that, the the first year after that surgery, I spent just like, oh no, there's a pain in my back. I need to go to the hospital. I clearly have a kidney issue, and so I would go. To, I went to the hospital like. And not not crazy amount, but at least ten times in one year, and it's like that's a crazy amount for me. But like right. I know there's people who like like Martin Jordan just went like once a week. <laughs> like it it was bad. It was it's you know you get scared, but Martin is just controlled. Uh, Martin plays Jack Putter. Jack Putter is just controlled by his hypochondria. He is so scared of everything. Not and Tuck, Jack. Not ju- yeah yeah not Tuck Jack. Uh, but Tuck comes along within his syringe, being carried by Ozzy. Ozzy? Ozzy. Yeah. And Ozzy, uh, at a a food court, I think, just kind of, like, bumps into Martin Short and just injects him. Yeah, he does it intentionally, um, for reasons. I don't remember him. Uh, oh. Well, I mean, he's being chased by the gunman. Yeah, but he was, he was a shot. Yeah, he was a shot. Yeah. Did he die? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Ozzy. Yep. Yeah, he did die. He's a real hero. There you have it. You have it here. <laughs> Breaking news. 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it, he just randomly injects this yeah, just yeah, random yeah. dude, which, you know, his whole point is I'm going to try to save Dennis Quaid's life because am my experiment. Mm-hmm. And so he injects him into a random fucking dude, yep, just a <laughs> random dude, which could jeopardize everything. But luckily, Dennis Quaid knows what's up. He might be a drunk Navy aviator, but he uh, <laughs> he read the manual. Yep. He knows what he's supposed to do. He connects to Martin Short, uh, Jack Putter's inner ear, and he starts communicating with him. And Martin Short, being the great comedian that he is, just starts freaking the fuck out everywhere he's at. Because <laughs> there's just a random voice in his head speaking, yep. and he's no like, one else can sit here. All of my fears have finally come true. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Please take me to get help. And yep. that's, uh, that is what he does. He goes into the doctor. Uh, and I don't know how from there. Well, eventually Tuck explains to him what's oh, going on. That's right. Yeah. yeah Tuck's able, in, yeah. yeah, he's, a, he's able to eventually be like, bro, this is what's going on. I was miniaturized. You got to take me back to this company. I don't know how I got in your body. But we have to work together, otherwise I'm gonna run out of oxygen in like twenty four yeah. hours. Yeah. And that's that's where the movie just takes off, is when Jack Putter, you know, he goes to the company, they're trying to figure everything out. But again, the problem is it's easy to shrink. You need one cog. Just with, one. Yeah, that's it. Just but one to, chip. But to enlarge, you need two. Two chips. You need two chips. And they only got one because in that little break in attack thing that uh the the villains, which by the way were read by led by Dogret 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 Doctor Margaret Kanker, played by Fiona Lewis, and Victor yeah. Scrimshaw, played yeah. by Kevin McCarthy. Great great fucking uh, uh villain names, yes. by the way. Also, I believe Mr. Uh Igo. Igo yeah. uh Vernon Will Wells was with them yeah but so, he's he's more of, he's more of like a henchman he's yes. there he's their gunman but <laughs> he's their uh what's the guy from uh um uh james bond with the hat oh uh, uh odd Mr. job odd job that's right yeah. odd job he's their odd job so anyhow uh i go his quirk his spy movie quirk is that he has a replaceable hand that has different yeah. attachments. <laughs> uh, there's some uh, pretty funny gags with that, but also uh, Fiona Lewis's only thing is that she's horny. Yeah. That is her only thing. Yeah. There's, there's like a hilarious moment where they find Jack in a freezer and they're just like, all right, let's get him back to the lab. And she's like, well, I could warm him up, like, instantly. Like, just yeah. leave. <laughs> leave me alone with him for five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, it's 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 dumb. But at the same time, she pulls it off. She makes it really funny. Yeah, she does. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I think they honestly use Meg Ryan pretty well yeah, uh, it, in this movie. To towards the, the end, definitely. Credit. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> other than that, the, the rest of the women are, are there to be looked at yeah. in fact when dennis quaid walks to the machine this woman gives him a peck on the cheek and then he turns around and just makes, and out, just with makes out with her and she's See, totally cool with that but you know she i thought initiated it initiated it yeah so. i thought it would have been hilarious and i think i kind of want to do a uh, parody someday of that opening scene where he's walking to the machine because i thought it would have been funny if like he's walking by and she gives him a kiss and he's just like oh okay yeah sure and then he's walking by later and sees like a male controller and he's just like hell yeah and gives him a kiss like, I, just like, I just thought it would be funny if he just continued that gag like if it was like he makes out with one person 
comes over, makes out with another person, and then he gets everybody, the everybody yeah. makes out with him. I just thought that would have been such a funny gag. Like I was totally prepared to be like, "All right, it's going to get humorous," because I saw, you know, I saw that's the Gremlins guy. I saw that it's Steven Spielberg's part of it, and like Steven can do a uh, serious film, right? But typically, you know, he like the Indiana Jones, he does like They're... serious with mixes of warm comedy. Yeah, and I was kind of expecting that here. I also, it took a minute for that to become it, but it did become that. Yeah, yeah, it, it took a long minute. Yeah, but once it did, it, I was laughing. I was uh, once I figured out the mood of this film, I was enjoying the fuck out of yeah, it. It was so much definitely, fun, definitely. and even like Mister Igo's entrance, like the the henchman that we were talking about, the odd yeah. job character. He's like walk. He's he's the one following Ozzy. While he's carrying the syringe. Right. And he's walking through a mall and like his his hand is just super stiff and he has a finger always pointing. Yes. And I couldn't tell at first. I was like, is he carrying a gun or is he just always pointing? Like, because they haven't introduced much right. about this character. Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on? And then he literally just raises his hand, points at Ozzy. And then there's just like, you hear a bullet, like a silent bullet sound. And there's like his fingers smoking. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, this is some goofy ass shit. I love it. And then he removes his glove, and it's just like a whole gun arm yes, thing. I'm just like, yeah. I love this. But I also love that this kid saw him do it, yeah. and he just turns to him and does the, like, gun blow thing. Yeah, yeah. To his <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, gun smoke, uh, we also uh, later... There's a lot more synopsis to do to introduce the cowboy, but I thought that was a good segue. Oh, yeah. Uh, for Robert Picardo, I like Robert Picardo for his involvement in everything sci-fi. <laughs> uh, he is in Stargate. He is in Star Trek. He uh, might even be in Star Wars at this point. He's a star. He is a star. And I've always enjoyed you, sir. And I feel like you did brown face in this movie. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <clears throat> I didn't even realize it, honestly, because I didn't recognize him. Right. Um, so I was just able to enjoy the, the role. Because the, yeah. the cowboy is funny. The cowboy is funny. Recognizing, and, though, that it's brown face definitely brings yeah. it out. And the thing is, is like I didn't feel like he was doing it like a, a Mexican accent it felt like no. a russian accent well, so kind he of, could have been a russian cowboy yeah and it would have been fine i was kind of also like like because again i i wasn't paying attention to whether or not he was a different race or anything right. i honestly just thought he was a really tan guy he might it might it might be yeah. but he definitely Especially is putting on an accent that he doesn't have yeah that is true and and with and his his hair was also but that was also a style at the time his hair was very um, uh, tightly kinked, so I don't know. I was, sk- I was skipping through his uh, his IMDb uh, filmography oh. list, and I saw that he was a voice in Justice League. He was he played Amazo, Blackhawk, and Nazi soldier. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to say anything about this individual. No, I, I, <laughs> I do just, think I just he's noticed. great. It's it, it is you know. Is the time period is just still happening? Yeah, um, you know, it, it, even in my high school, we, when we did Annie Get Your Gun, we had kids fucking put makeup on. Oh yeah, yeah, like that was yeah. that was this millennium. <laughs> yeah, it's littered with bad stuff, and it, but like the cowboy, the character himself is, you know, it, it was funny. Yeah, he had some hilarious moments. 
there's one very weird, not, not really, it's not CGI. There's no C, there, I mean, I'm sure there is CGI, of course. When they're inside the body, there's some really good shots of the, of the inner body and everything, of the inner space. And, uh, but there's one moment where it's mostly practical effects where Martin Short changes into another guy. And like, cause <laughs> he turns, okay. He yeah. turns into the, the cowboy. That's right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He turns. And, and so that's, that's like the thing because at that, at that point he's not tan anymore. Yeah. That's when I was confused. Cause I didn't realize it was the same actor until after we were talking, we were just now talking about it. And I was like, Oh, right. He did turn into it. Yeah. The, cause, cause he has to fool people. He's got to go to a little meeting as the cowboy. <laughs> when, when Dennis, but okay. Up to that point, up to that point when Dennis Quaid was like, Hey, I'm going to go into your face nerves and fuck around and yeah. change your face into his face. I don't really know how it works. That's how they explain the science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know how it works. I I just have this manual and know how to do it. <laughs> and so they changed Martin Short's face into Robert Picardo. And that was the point where I was like, oh, they don't care about the science at yeah. all. <laughs> no. And that's that's where uh, what I was reading about Joe Dante, what he was talking about, Steven Spielberg, that's where it's the beauty of Steven Spielberg as a pr- uh, producer was like, this movie just got dumb after a while. They even say, like, let me let me look into the Wikipedia here where they talk about it. It's a this is this is coming from Dennis Quaid. It's a dumb, stupid comedy, which is exactly what people need in the summertime. It's very idiotic and I love it. We encounter every dumb, stupid cliche in the book. Leave your brain at home and you'll have a good time. Nice. That's true. It's just true. And Dante is just like, uh, Steven Spielberg would protect you from the studio and sometimes from the other producers. It's a very filmmaker-friendly atmosphere over at Amblin Entertainment. You got all the best equipment and all the people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Blake's point. What? Meg Ryan met Quaid on set here and they got married after this. I did yeah. not know that. Are yeah. they still married? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. No no actor he stays married for a very long time. Let's see. He was married to PJ Souls. He was married to Meg Ryan, got divorced in two thousand one. Okay. Now he's married to Laura Savoie. Uh, but between there, there was also Kimberly D- Buffington. Sorry to talk about your love life. I just didn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cause I think she was married to Tom Cruise, too, wasn't she? Uh, maybe. Nope. Just Dennis Quaid. She's done. Ja, wow, one and done. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gotta you, Meg Ryan. We ain't got to get married again. Yeah, honestly, yeah. For real. Oh, John Mellencamp. That's uh, what it was. Uh, Tom Cruise, what am I thinking? But like, it, it's just it, it got dumb. The movie got dumb. Yes. So I'm gonna wrap it up here with with that. Is that it? It, it becomes just a dumb, stupid, funny comedy, and it's, I love that. It's so good. Yeah. I feel like though, like if if we're going into closing statements, I feel like the length of time that it took to get there, yeah, was too long. That's why it feels like two different movies. Yeah, it needs to it needs to be more upfront with what it is. Yeah. Like it, it's gotta be more like Airplane where Airplane was just like, we're gonna be a comedy, we have to have at least right. like a joke every six fucking seconds. I don't know that every movie has to be airplane. No, sure, no but one, there are no. some air some Zucker Abraham Zucker style yeah. jokes in this movie. There are definitely. Like it's specifically there's there's individuals who get miniaturized, but not fully <laughs> miniaturized. They only get like, you know, um half body miniaturized. 
They yeah. go from being like six feet to three feet. And the the effects that they use, the sets that they use, so that you, you can tell it's not CGI. <laughs> they're actually like, there's a huge giant ass phone booth. And they're just standing at the phone booth. That stuff is so well done. I love that shit. It was so funny. Yeah. And, and it, again, it's just, that's that's the thing. is it, it takes too long to become this dumb movie. But once you realize it's a dumb movie, it's great. Yeah. It's it so is. enjoyable. And I give it three stars. It, it is super fun. Dennis Quaid acts a little bit like he's trying to do Jack Nicholson out of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it kind of works for this because he wor- he, he kind of works as a like a... a dumb jackass which is what he is for a lot of it definitely, definitely. and then martin short is just a fucking genius and yeah i honestly i really like martin short yes yeah. i do yeah i do too this is actually one of my favorite roles that he's i mean he's done a lot of great roles but like this yeah. is one of my favorite roles i've seen him in this is before clifford have you ever seen clifford <laughs> i'm sure i have <laughs> so God, Clifford, man, he is just so obnoxious, and that just be kind of becomes his humor. Yeah, and you know, I find it funny to an extent. I th- I've I've liked him more now that he's mellowed off of that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, Clifford was that to the extreme. If it's anything like his Santa Claus three performance, I know I'm not gonna like it. Oh, but dude, it's it, but it's still classic, and it's an okay. adult movie. That's good. Okay, like it, it's well, okay. I hate him. In when I say it's an adult movie, I think it might be rated PG, but there's definitely some uh, that's all right. Ears and <laughs> shit. I mean, yeah, they hadn't figured out the rating system. Right. <laughs> yeah, it meant it means parental guidance, folks. I think I feel like that's pretty open ended. <laughs> <laughs> For the longest time as a kid, I thought. Gee, stood for guidance also oh like yeah. i was just like you can watch it but you gotta make sure you're not alone like <laughs> doesn't matter what age the other person is just don't watch it alone yeah <laughs> nobody wants to watch care bears alone you're like recommended for general audiences i'm like guidance <laughs> <laughs> definitely guidance. Yes, that's definitely. but no i i do enjoy and do recommend inner space just know that it's you know it's a dumb comedy uh there are um Again, throughout the whole movie, it's Martin Shore acting with Dennis Quaid inside of him, like as a like a microscopic <laughs> organism yeah. kind of thing. And it's so funny. I'm such a twelve year old. I know. <laughs> I mean, they they use that joke a lot too. And they're just yeah. like they, they they never actually try to make a joke out of it, but they do say a lot. It's like he's inside of you, <laughs> yeah. or it's like you got to put me inside of you, or I need to be inside of you, that kind of shit. And it's like it's it's hilarious, but they never like try to make it a joke, which is you know good good job you had such low-hanging fruit and you didn't reach for it i'm I'm kind of proud of you like that that's good but uh um but but they still acted dennis dennis quaid and martin short they still acted together yeah like dennis quaid when he was inside in that tiny little ship martin short on set was like right outside the window and they were just like talking to each other so it's like that's what made it feel like it worked really well because they they really worked well together even though they never are seen on screen until the very like last 10 minutes yeah and then even after that most of the shots do not have them together no and it's it's still it's just funny i i I do enjoy it i do recommend it and uh i'll sign off (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i did really enjoy this movie i want to watch it again now that i know it's about and also i want to be able to watch it in one sitting uh both this movie took me at least two days to watch. The next movie took me three days to watch. It, it, I feel for you. Yeah, it was it was bad. Anyhow, I give this a face. 
Um, I feel like if it decided what kind of movie it wanted to be sooner, it might get might have gotten more. That's how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, it is enjoyable once you once it's enjoyable. <laughs> and uh, to talk about Quaid's performance, I think it's pretty good. You said that it gets too Jack Nicholson-y uh, sometimes, but honestly, it's like especially for his earlier stuff. I think it's one of his better. Yeah. <laughs> roles <laughs> yeah i thought it was kind of funny because like no offense when when i saw it was a no offense to don mike that is when i saw it was a dennis quaid actor spot i was like okay that's a bold statement like <laughs> like we've done we've done who, who have we done we did robin williams we did uh tom hanks, tom hanks. that's it so far i think and uh that, yeah maybe another one i can pull it up here i don't think so i keep forgetting i had the computer at my at my uh fingertips uh, uh, uh. Actor highlighted? Why did I yep. actor highlighted? That's something. <laughs> I think I called it something. I think I called it actor focus the first time we did it, but I think spotlight's better. I and then we can also do director spotlight. We could. That is true. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, we've done Robin Williams. We did Tom Hanks. Two like iconic A list, uh, you know, top tier actors. And not to say that Dennis Quaid is not a great actor, but when I saw that he was going to be our third one, I was like, all right. Like so, I said, they said attempted comedy. Attempted comedy. So I don't think they have a very good opinion of Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly, I I like Dennis Quaid. I, I do I think, think he's he, all right. I think skill-wise, he is pretty average. I'm sorry to say. <clears throat> so... I think we finished he that just, one. He has a Hugh Grant-like quality about him, where it's just like, he's just a smile. You know, oh, but I think Hugh Grant's actually very talented. I think they're both actually talented. Yeah. And I think Dennis proved it, because again, I don't I don't think his Jack Nicholson here is bad. I think it actually no. worked really I well for the character. I think it worked for the character. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, that's, I think, what I like about the performance is that it felt different from his other characters. Yeah, exactly. I'm, but the next movie we're going to talk about, The Parent Trap, he just feels like a like a Hugh Grant stand-in because he's just yeah. a smile. He's yeah, just a, he's just a charming smile. He definitely just seems like he's he turns on the the charm yeah. when the camera's on him, and that's all he's doing. Yeah, but before we do that, and before we take a bit of a soda pop break here, I want to do my green ketchup because I forgot I had a you green ketchup. Do it, you want to do it before soda pop break? Bef- right before, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll go into the soda pop because I won't be long here. I talked about U.S. Navy Aviator. Uh, Top Gun, I went and saw Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I got to see it in a theater. More importantly, I got to see it with my mom, my dad, my brother, and his girlfriend. And I loved it. That was such a good experience to go back to the theaters with my family. Uh, If I'm going to give any kind of recommendation to Top Gun Maverick, if you're out there and you're just like, I don't know if I want to see it. You know, it's like, I'm not a big fan of the original. I get that. The original has its moments. Uh, I mean, the, the beach volleyball scene is by far one of the best moments in cinema. That's yeah. great playing with the boys. Hell yeah, I'm all down <laughs> for that shit. And I was I was worried that they were going to take a take away some of the homoeroticism because that movie is not trying to be homoerotic, right? But it just is, it, it, except for that scene. Except that... for that scene, and it's it's like heavy macho. Uh, yeah, it's a little misogynistic too. But it's a just like toxic. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the original's problems. Still a fun movie. I don't remember much about it. I haven't seen it in a decade. And, you know, going into Maverick, I was just like, eh, I haven't seen it in a decade. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, seeing it with my parents, that was great. And if you need to know whether or not you should go see it, my dad falls asleep during every movie in the theaters. Oh. Almost every yeah. movie. 
I feel like you know what you're gonna say. Many times there are many times where he has stayed awake. If it's if it is like action packed, he'll probably stay awake mainly because it's just loud. Right. <laughs> but he was awake the whole time. Never once slept. I didn't hear a single snore. And when we left, I confirmed. Never snored. Never fell asleep. He stayed awake the whole fucking movie. Nice. And that's that's the recommendation for Top Gun Maverick. It is a fun film. Uh, much more fun than the original. I actually like it way more than the original. Uh, I'm not going to rate it because I don't do that in green ketchup. But I do I do recommend going to see it. And especially because it's, it's real. Uh, it was actually shot in jets. Like Tom Cruise is actually in a jet. He's not flying it. Uh, the Navy had a very specific rule, you know, like, I think the movie had to pay $11,000 every time they flew a jet, just as long, just as long as Tom Cruise didn't touch the controls. That was like the only stipulation because he really badly wanted to fly. I don't know. I don't know the much of the truth of that. That's what I've read. But like, he's, he's in that jet making all these crazy maneuvers. There's many times where they go up, like they, you know, they have heavy G's against them. Cause like he even opens up the film, uh, you know how they have like, um, Right before the movie starts, I'll have like somebody come out. It's like, thanks for coming to the movies again. We're so happy to have you guys back right. in the theaters, like that kind of stuff. He came out and he he had he didn't come out in my theater, but, <laughs> but on the screen he he popped up and he was just like, hey guys, I want to thank you all for coming back to the movies, especially this one. We've you know they held this movie off for two years. It's supposed to be back out in 2020, I think, right. or maybe 2021. But like they they pushed it back so fucking much, and seeing it in theaters, I understand why. Because it's like they filmed it in actual like jets going at crazy speeds. Like he, as Tom Cruise says that when he like introduces the movie, it's real G's, it's real force, it's real like um, aviation. Like there, there's nothing CGI about this. They they put a camera in there, and you're watching him fucking suffer through all of these maneuvers yeah. they're doing. Because these maneuvers, like some of them, are designed to literally just you, you know most people pass out. Most people just lose the ability That's to stay really awake. Cool and you, yeah, and you can see that this forty-year-old man, or maybe he's fifty. I don't know how old Tom Cruise is. I anymore. think you're right. Yeah, I think he is in his fifties, isn't he? Fifty-nine. Holy Jesus Lord. Christ! Like mad props. You can say whatever you want about Tom Cruise. He's the same age as my dad. Oh my god! <laughs> but like, you can say whatever you want about Tom Cruise. Like, there there are many jokes to be made. I'm sure. You cannot fucking say shit about his like uh, his, his willingness to be put into these situations. <laughs> the man wants to die on camera. I am one hundred percent certain of that. He does, but it's 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 fascinating to watch. You, you seeing him like just like you, you can see it's painful. There are many moments where there, there's one thing in particular where they're doing like a back and forth motion where the plane is like oh, going back and forth, back and forth. Um, uh, like I don't know how to describe it visually. Uh, but it's kind of like rocking. It's kind of rocking back and forth. Like it's not flying, you know, to a point A, point B. It's just like maneuvering through a, a cavern. It's doing the Star Wars dance, you know, going down ah, the trench. Okay. Um, yes. And you can see the amount of like the the inertia, the 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 adrenaline, and everything that's just like pumping through Tom Cruise's face because he's just like, holy fuck! And you can hear him coughing too because he's like, you know, he's an old man. Yeah. You can hear him just be like. <sighs> <laughs> it's, it's great it's it's fascinating it's really wow. good and lady gaga has a song as well and that song is fucking great and does she perform it no not on camera oh, okay it's the credit scene when, it, <laughs> when it's just like the credits start rolling and she's like Tanda! so it's not like the end of scooby-doo no no sadly it's not. too bad <laughs> but that is a uh that is my green ketchup definitely recommend going to see top gun maverick let's take a soda pop break
Yes, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. We're back from the soda pop break. And we've got one last film here to talk about in the uh, the Dennis Quaid actor spotlight. And that is The Parent Trap, 1998's romantic comedy. Uh, it's it's this may very well be my introduction to Dennis Quaid. That, um... Yeah, I think that would probably be it for me too. Actually, uh, it is directed by uh, Nancy Myers, who I believe we've talked about because we've talked. It's complicated before already, right? On this pod, on this podcast, uh, Alec Baldwin, Meryl Streep. Was Street. that for Delma Day? <laughs> I think it. I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah. it was for Delma Day. Okay. Yeah, because she is the director of It's Complicated. She is also the director of What Women Want. Uh, I've seen that once as a kid. I don't remember much about it. I think that's Mel. Is that who is that? Who is what women? What women want? What women want? Is that the one what with? Uh, it is yes, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know if I said it, but I thought it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was like, I think that's the one with Mel Gibson. But then yes. there's another movie where I was. Uh, the Beaver also has Mel Gibson. I just wanted to say. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> We just, we just pulled up a picture of Mel Gibson's face. Everyone at face. home, everyone at home, go to Wikipedia, Mel Gibson's page. It's beautiful. Mel Gibson at the 2016 Cannes Film Festival. Oh, you you had said he's also in The Beaver, and this like this, yes! this is 100% a beaver shot. He, oh, he was making fuck. a beaver face like, I will shoot all of your wood. Is What Women Want, though, is that the movie where he can hear Women. I think that's the, you heard the their, thing. their inner uh, thoughts. But in while Dennis Quaid looks like Mel Gibson, that's not who we're talking about. It's not who we're talking about. I won't get lost in that rabbit hole. <laughs> but that is that is the, another Nancy Myers movie. Um, coming back to the Parent Trap again. I watched it a lot. I was yeah. uh, Earth Age Five when this movie came out. Earth I was much older than that, but that's what the government wanted yes. me to tell people. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was. I loved Lindsay Lohan as a kid. And it was mainly because of this movie. And I like, think so too. This is this is another thing. Is like I saw Actor Spotlight, right? Right. And I saw Dennis Quaid. And I was like, bold choice. And I saw yeah. The Parent Trap, even bolder choice for a Dennis Quaid yeah, spotlight. Yeah. Because this is one hundred percent a Lindsay Lohan spotlight. For film. real, definitely. I think that as well. But also, like, if you were gonna do that, there was two other movies that I thought would work with either of these movies. Right. Like. The Parent Trap could work with Yours, Mine, and Ours. That's fair. And um, which was also another Disney remake. Like shit. Yeah, yeah. The Parent Trap also. I think the original was the first time where they had a shot where the same actors uh, in the same tr- train. Oh frame fuck! Twice. That's cool. I um, knew I knew it was a remake, but I didn't realize it was a Disney. Yeah. Remake. Yeah, at the very least, it's on Disney Plus. Well, production company, Walt Disney Pictures. The other one that would pair well with Inner Space, I think, would be... 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> no, for Dennis Quaid. He was in this movie, I think it was called Dreamscape. Dreamscape? Yes, where he goes inside people's dreams. Oh my god, see, that would have been for... Yes! Not to judge Don and Mike. <laughs> yes, no, no, it was a good no. pairing. Uh, you did great. You did a good job. Good job, A+. Plus. Yeah. 
So the parent trap. I'm looking for dreamscape. You if, can talk parent if trap. If you don't know. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that post- poster is so yes, cool. It is cool. That's rad. I've only seen like the ending of this movie three times. Joseph Rubin. I don't know who it. that is. I've only seen the ending. I don't know who Joseph Rubin is. I just want to act like I'm like, oh, shit. I'm a pretentious so, sci-fi nerd. And he, which, which one did Breaking he do first? Inner space or, or this? Or Dreamscape? Uh, 1984 for Dreamscape. And Nin- 1987 okay. for Interspace. So, so Interspace is just a little bit later than that. So, <clears throat> Parent Trap is a rom-a-com-a. Yes. Uh, but really, it's about the kids. I don't know how how else to say. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, these two children go to camp and meet each other mm-hmm. and they're like holy shit you look exactly like me yeah and you know it's amazing how well uh uh london lohan did london lohan yeah because she you know she's not an actor so yeah she did a great job and <laughs> <laughs> so they find out that their twin sisters who were very cruelly separated. Yeah, like... It, like, very nearly after their birth. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it hurts my soul. Yeah, and both parents, like, simultaneously decide we're never going to talk about the other Never. One. Just never. Like, yeah, it's because their birthday is not going to be the most painful thing for you every single year. <laughs> Uh, like I was like, just what a cold thing to do. Uh, so, anyways, <clears throat> Lindsay and London, they, um, <laughs> I think it's Anna and Hallie. Yeah, Annie and Hallie. Annie and Hallie. Uh, they, uh, they meet each other, and uh, then they find out that they, her parents are the same, and in fact, yeah, they shore, shared a womb. They, not only, yeah, they shared a womb. They shared. Uh, Different halves of a photograph, which is how they deciphered yes. that they are uh, twin sisters, is because one had the photograph of Dennis Quaid, the other had the photograph of the mom, uh, played by Natasha Richardson, who I learned in research has a very sad uh, death. Oh, I got to make sure this is actually her, because she, she, I think she died in a skiing accident. Yeah. Yeah. Epidural, epidural hematoma. Uh, she was skiing, and I guess I don't know. If she like hit a tree or something, but like she died after the oh, fact. Man. Yeah, sad. Two thousand nine, a head injury. Oh, beginner skiing does, lesson. Does oh. a beginner skiing lesson? Jeez. Oh, so that's real sad. Uh, I believe she was in uh, the Dalmatians movie as well to try to pick it up. No, it's not her. Is it? Nope, I don't see her. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Now we're just depressed. Whoa. They did the handmail's tale in the 90s? Yeah, they've done that many times, man. Three times. Watch that. 19, uh, wait. What? That's an opera. A 90s film, an opera, and a TV series. So only three times. But in different medias each time. That's interesting. Uh, and then there's the handmaiden from uh, South Korea, but that's not the same. Also, see, it might be... Uh, Related, though. Maybe. Anyways. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Natasha Richardson, the mom. Uh, what was I saying about her? 
Uh, she died. That, that is true. I thought, I thought there was something before that where I was... Uh, uh, she is a uh, wedding dress designer. That is true. That is true. I don't know what I was going to say before that, though. I thought there was something else. That That's is, how they discovered that they were... Uh, related, to right? That's photograph. what I was saying. Was that, yeah, yes. she had, the other one had the photograph of Natasha Richardson, and uh, yeah, they they both have a they're they're both schemers. Yeah, both uh, Annie and Hallie, and they you know they play pranks on each other. That's that's the first act of this film is like yes. they are immediately at each other's throats at this camp until they are forced into being friends uh, through Stockholm syndrome, like forced Stockholm syndrome, like really quick, right? Uh, uh, by the, the council, yeah, in the isolation cabin, and they, they they quickly learn to work together. They quickly learn that when they work together, they are an unstoppable force. <laughs> 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 it's true, though. They're they're great schemers, and they 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 hatch this plan because both of them have been wanting to see their respective parent, other parent, the one they never yes. knew their whole lives. Of course, why wouldn't you? And then finding out that you have a twin—that's fucking amazing. But London Lindsay. As you call her, uh, she trades places, goes home with Dennis Quaid, the cowboy from California, and uh, you know, what would you call California Lindsay? So Cal, so Cal Lohan. No, well, she's she's Lindsay Lohan. Oh, she's just L- and Lindsay. then London Lohan. Wow. That's her name. That's a complex, the London Lohan. It's just like I can't be the good Lindsay. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> not she's not a Lindsay. She's a London. Fuck. <laughs> she's she's a ten. She's her twin sister. Oh, I thought she's I thought you had said she's a ten and I was like, whoa, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, she is ten in this movie. She's ten in this movie. I will right. say at one point in my life I might have considered Lindsay Lohan When you were ten. A ten? Yeah. Not, not, th- not this Lindsay Not this Lohan, Lindsay. Got it. But maybe Herbie Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, uh, L- London Lindsay goes with, uh, I'm sorry, London Lohan? <laughs> London Lohan. London yes. Lohan goes with Dennis Quaid, and then Lindsay Lohan goes home with Natasha Richardson. They both immediately fall in love with their charming parents. They're, yes. Both their char- parents have, uh, very charming and this uh, is the first we meet the parents. Too. It is true, yeah, yeah. Meet the Fockers. <laughs> and it's, it's it's very it's good though. It's really well done. You do you do love both of the parents. You know they have ridiculous jobs that make it so that they don't ever actually have to work. Um, <laughs> get my my social statements out there. Yes, yes. Uh, they are very wealthy people. Yep. Uh, Nick runs a vineyard. And I think we already said what. Uh, yeah, she's a wedding planner or wedding gown designer. What is her name? Uh, Liz. Yeah, Liz. Gotcha. And, and okay, I will be honest. People who design clothing, that is, uh, you know, I say you don't work. I, I said she doesn't work. In right. reality, that's a lot of work. There's a lot but, that goes yeah, into Yeah, and I'm sure Same getting his business going, it took a lot of work. I'm but sure all that is people do it for him now. The only statement I'm trying to make is that in the movie we don't see them ever actually work. We just see them right. basically living these glorified like rich people lives, and that it's just 100%. like, and these twins are just blown away by it, you know, because like one seeing a new style of life in in London where she has a butler who is like the coolest guy ever. Yes, uh, played by Simon Kunz, uh, playing Martin. 
Um, and in the other, uh, Dennis Quaid, he's got a nanny, they call her. Uh, yeah, the housekeeper. It took me forever to understand what her role was yeah, in yeah. the house. I was like, is this their aunt or something? No, she's just the housekeeper. She's yeah. you know, she's that kind of person. Uh, Chessie, played by Lisa Ann Walter. Both of them are hilarious. I love Lisa Ann Walter yeah. in this movie. I can't tell you what else I've seen her from. Yeah, uh, but she is quite a lot of fun. Bruce Almighty. That's probably it. War of the Worlds. Who's she in War of the Worlds? Uh, the, the Spielberg one. She was Debbie that and Bruce Hall. tell me anything. Is that the one Tom with Cruise. Tom Cruise? Okay. The good one. Yeah, it is a good one. It's Dakota Fanning. And Why is it not? We're not talking about any of these movies. No. <laughs> we're talking about Dennis Quaid. She plays Cheryl think, in War of the Worlds. I think what we're avoiding here. It is the fact that Dennis Quaid didn't do anything in this movie. No, see, that's what I was saying. It was just like, at the beginning of this this podcast, the beginning of this episode, I was like, I'm divided. Because yeah. I am a helpless romantic. I love The Parent Trap. It's a good because, movie. Yeah, what happens, well, I mean, we haven't really talked about it at all, but what happens is that both twins go over there, uh, like, to their respective parents' house, and then... Disguised uh, as each other. Disguised as the opposite twin, and... Uh, uh, London Lohan uh, is completely baffled by this horrible situation where Dennis yes. Quaid is marrying an awful woman, just the worst, played by Elaine uh, Elaine Hendricks, uh, who play she plays her the character Meredith Blake, who is one hundred percent just after Nick's money. Uh, That's all she wants, as it says in the Wikipedia thing. <laughs> a twenty six year old publicist who is planning to marry Nick for his money. That's all she wants. And she's horrible. She she doesn't care about the kids. She doesn't care about you know. She doesn't even have similar interests as uh, uh, Nick. So it's it kind of just begs the question. It's like Nick, what the fuck are you doing, man? Is the sex just that good? Or are you just lonely? Like, what the fuck is happening? Because she sucks. She's really not. No. There's nothing she's to the show worst. that there's much chemistry between them at all, except for the fact that Dennis Quaid is so charming as fuck. He is charming in this movie, but like we said, that is all he he needs. Yeah. He doesn't okay, do there is one scene where I feel like he does some acting, and it is with uh, London as uh, uh, pretending to be Hallie. <clears throat> and he talks to her about bringing Meredith into the family. Yeah. And, and she says... You want to adopt Meredith? That's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. That was a fun scene. Oh, it was so good. Uh, I I do feel like his awkwardness in that scene really was, it was really good. And and I will say that Nick's character is much more awkward or clumsy. Clumsy might be the right term for it because he is still very charming, obviously. Yeah. It's just once uh, once Liz shows up, once the mom of the twins shows up, he just kind of like becomes this bumbling, like yes. awkward thing. And it's adorable. It's cute. Yeah. Like there's one scene in the elevator where the door's closing and he's just like leaning with the door as it's closing so he can keep looking at her and he falls over. Uh, great. Yeah. I love that shit. But yeah, he doesn't do much acting and, and it, it just, it comes down to the low hands, uh, London and Lindsay here. Uh, <laughs> it just comes down to them. Just, uh, I mean, it's such a great performance by her, like because she plays these two crazy good characters. She do, she goes all out as a young girl. Like, you know, I don't know if this was her first. Uh, I doubt this was her first performance. 
her debut. I don't think they would give somebody a twin role right. on their first. It's the first one listed here, but that doesn't mean shit. Okay, no, uh, yes. Wow. Her debut role. Well, she was Maybe a genius. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. She Television. She was one of uh, the Disney kids. Yeah. So she was, in, she was in some television first. She was in Sesame Street, Another World, and Late Night with David Letterman before she was... Man, that's crazy to me. Like, this is her first film role, and she, she just fucking knocks it out of the park. Yeah, she's wonderful. She I does, can, and the next one is Life Size? Yeah. Okay, at, those, her childhood movies are brilliant. Yeah. They're good. Okay, it, it, from my memory. Right. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm saying, though, is like, at the very beginning when we we're talking about this, what is an actor spotlight? It's really hard because I, I think Parent Trap is a better film. I love it. Yeah, it, it, I think it's more put together. More put there together. There are some things that are like, but what? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And well, I mean, one of the things, even though I love Martin and Chessie, uh, even though I love them as a couple, at the same time, I'm like, did that need to happen? No. Like, they didn't need to make that. Up, yeah. as they do in rom-coms. Yeah. If anything, I, I if it was made today, I feel like Martin... May may be gay and find somebody, and that would be fun. Um, you talking <clears throat> inner space, Martin? No, Martin the butler. oh oh the butler. Right, we, I was thinking Martin Short. Talking about him, I was thinking Martin Short. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but I I I still think it's fun because it, there is some still good comedy between them yeah. with that. And one thing about Martin that I really love is that she says, will you please come to America when, oh, yeah. when they're going to swap them back? Because yeah, like, yeah. obviously, the, if there's a cat in a bag, it's going to come out. Yeah. Don't put cats in bags, people. No, for real. It, it may be a carrying case, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, have air holes. Yeah. Um. So, what the fuck was that? What <laughs> <laughs> When they invite him to come to America. Yes, when they invite him to come to America, they say, she's, uh, fuck, there's her name. Elizabeth says, come to America with us and come as our friend, not our butler. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wears this leather outfit. Yeah, I fucking loved it. <laughs> Literally, when he, I, I've completely forgotten a lot about Martin yeah. uh, from my childhood because I haven't watched this since I was a kid. Um, but yeah, literally when he's just like, I will 100% come with you to America as your friend. And then like, it does like a, a jump cut or whatever you want to call it. I can't remember what the term is to him, like putting on sunglasses while wearing that leather jacket. I like, I literally just screamed at my TV. I was like, hell yeah, Martin. <laughs> I was like, and then, yeah. And then later he's in a Speedo. Yes. And then later he's in a, a Hawaiian shirt. With, with jorts, I think. Yep. Yeah. It's fucking great. He is a fashion star. Whoever decided to do that for Martin was just, just beautiful comic gold. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, they don't, that, that, th there's certain things that are just dumb. And one of the dumb things is him and Chessie becoming a thing. Like, yeah. it's fine. It's just, meh. It's whatever. But when it comes down to what's the better film, I love The Parent Trap more than Inner Space because I'm a helpless romantic. The problem is, it's an actor spotlight. 
Right. And I think the best spotlight of Dennis Quaid's acting abilities are in Inner Space. Yes. Where he's acting like this ridiculous, crazy character. I 100% agree with you. I don't know if I gave a rating for. Oh, yeah, neither of us did. (laughs) I do give it a full face. I think it holds up for my childhood. I don't think it's as good as I thought it was for as as a child. That's right. But it's still a good movie. Oh, man. Once it gets... This, so, the third act of, of Parent Trap is just full-on uh, war between the twins and... and <laughs> That's uh, so good. What's her name? Meredith. Meredith yeah, because yeah, like, it, it is just them constantly pulling prank after prank after prank, and Meredith just has no fucking foot to stand on. Like, It's not an even war at all. It is hilarious to watch this woman just completely succumb to these two girls. <laughs> like, I love it. It's so fucking funny. But, and I give it three and a half stars, but yeah, Interspace wins still, because of just because of yeah. it's the actor spotlight. I 100% agree. Uh, I did want to say, though, about Parent Trap, that they did pack quite a bit of movie into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like there's, there's three clear acts. Yes, and like, when I was watching it, and I'm like, you know what, I need to pause it and go, you know, do something, probably go to the bathroom. And, oh, actually, that's right, I watched it over three different days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I knew where I was, because it would freeze, and it, whatever. It was halfway through, and they hadn't introduced the parents yet. And yeah. I was like, holy fuck, I remember them being throughout the movie. And they just not are not. So, like I said, there's a lot of movie in this movie. Go enjoy it. Uh, it is uh, tater tot friendly, uh, tater tot safe. You can watch it with your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... I believe those little bastards can be fried in anything, but... Yes, you do believe that. <laughs> <laughs> inner space honestly out, you could bleep too. out that one bleep out the bastards part <laughs> yeah. i believe those little beers <laughs> honestly i think the worst thing you see in inner space is um dennis quaid's ass yeah you do get to yeah. see dennis quaid's ass and he was cut he was cut you do also get to see the inside of a womb you do yeah the pro-lifers would love it yeah they would yeah it's true it ex- it it proves, it proves. <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt, the science fiction film, yes, science nonfiction film. So, yes, it, this is the truth. <laughs> truth is out there. <laughs> I think that's the show. I want to believe. I want to believe. <laughs> I think that's the show, though. I agree. I think we've had a lot of fun. Uh, until the next potato pick. Remember, if you want to be involved in the next potato pick, just go on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless. Check it out. Yes. Uh, but uh, I, I'm the green traveler from Gorsh. And I'm the faceless Leon. Thanks for listening. Safe travels. And good night now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Toodles. Bye 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 bye. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.